The following program, The Blueprint Radio Show, is sponsored by Olier Industrial Solutions, LLC, and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of News Web Radio Company or its management. Welcome back to the Blueprint Radio Show with me, Alphonsus Ollier, Paramount Chief. Hey, uh, let's cut right to the chase, people. Uh, this upcoming week is going to be Thanksgiving, and uh, I know a lot of people are going to be at home celebrating with their families, eating turkey, cranberry sauce, uh, stuffing, all that good stuff, watching uh, you know some football, hopefully. But uh, there's going to be a lot of people uh, that will have no place to go for Thanksgiving. There will be a lot of families on Thanksgiving that will be going through a lot of stress because they will not have any food to eat. Uh, For a lot of people, Thanksgiving is a time to celebrate and spend with family. And for other people, uh, Thanksgiving can be somewhat stressful because they might not have a family or they might be financially uh, hurt and they may not even be able to afford to eat on Thanksgiving. So with that being said, uh, I know a lot of people in the Chicagoland area, a lot of people in New York, and I know there's a ton of people that listen to this show in Virginia and uh, L.A. I'm I'm asking uh, before Thanksgiving, uh, try to give – Donate to a food bank. Uh, I like donate to Feeding America. I think they do a great job. <clears throat> or uh, go to your church or go to a local church and uh, donate. doesn't always have to be money, but you can donate something. Uh, donate food, uh, clothes, and uh, don't worry about how much you donate. Just donate. <clears throat> a lot of times people say, well... I don't have that much to donate, but even just a can of beans or, uh, you know, some stuffing or, or anything. You don't have to give, a, you know, a thousand turkeys, but even if you can go to the grocery store and maybe pick up an extra turkey and donate a turkey, um, because there's a lot of people out here hurting financially, and uh, sometimes they're living in the shadows. <clears throat> they're living in the shadows. So uh, if you could... Donate. God will bless you for it. But hey, let's let's get the show started. Uh, I want you guys to call in, see what you guys think about what's going on in the world right now. Call in number is 773-763-9278. I'm going to repeat it because I actually want you to call in. 773-763-9278. All right. Uh, Let's let's get to it. So, <clears throat> situation in Gaza is not getting any better. Uh, it seems like it's getting worse day by day. But there has been uh, some good news, and uh, that good news is that Iran is now currently in talks with uh, America. They're in talks with China. They're in talks with Saudi Arabia to. Uh, Try to de-escalate. So when I say back-channel talks, uh, back-channel talks means that you have governments that are not really out in front of the media. Uh, They're kind of having private conversations, private conversations. That's why they call them back-channels. And Iran, they're saying, all right, guys, let's de-escalate. Because at this point, it's getting... So horrific that the whole entire world is saying there has to be a ceasefire. I mean, there, there's no more uh, pause language. It has to be a ceasefire. <clears throat> too many children, too many uh, innocent victims, women, uh, elderly people. Uh, they're losing their lives right now in Gaza. And... Uh, I I think that there's a lot of pressure that is uh, now starting to uh, 
pile up on Israel to have a ceasefire. But on the same token, uh, Israel, uh, they will not stop until Hamas is destroyed, period. Uh, just this morning, Bibi Netanyahu said that a ceasefire is not based in reality. That means he's full go. Um, we all know that a lot of hospitals have been targeted. Uh, Israel claims that Hamas has uh, headquarters underneath the hospital. Uh, Joe Biden, for what it's worth, has verified that is true, that Hamas does have underground meeting uh, command centers underneath the hospitals. And that's one reason why Israel is striking the hospitals. But uh, what a lot of people may not understand with these underground bunkers or underground command centers that Hamas has underneath these hospitals is that these command centers or these bunkers are literally 80 meters deep. I'm going to repeat that. These underground bunkers are 80 meters deep. I mean, we're talking 200 plus feet underground. So a lot of these strikes that Israel uh, is unleashing on these hospitals, I mean, they're not even penetrating these underground bunkers. I mean, these under these underground bunkers are deep, very deep. You know, Hamas has probably spent in a neighborhood of $10 billion to build these underground tunnels. I mean, these underground tunnels are vast. I mean, they're like cities. And people will say, well, how did Hamas get this much money to build these underground bunkers? Iran. Saudi Arabia. China. I mean, it was a group effort, people. I mean, it just wasn't one country that was helping Hamas. Now, the media may try to make it sound like it was just Iran doing this, but Hamas was getting help from a lot of people. It takes a lot of technology to build underground tunnels that are 200 feet deep. And these aren't just tunnels with, you know, a couple lights here and there. I mean, these are actually command centers. So when you think about it, does Israel really have a choice but to try to destroy these tunnels? And to be quite frank with you, the, the weapons that they're using to try to destroy the tunnels are not working. Only thing that's working is that innocent people are losing their lives. But with everything that's going on, it's getting to the point to where Iran says, okay, this is not in our best interest. Of course it's not. China is saying this is not in our best interest. Russia is saying this is not in our best interest for this uh, war to expand, right? And the number one reason why Russia, China is so uh, eager to cool things off is because of financial reasons. Uh, the main reason Saudi Arabia has really been sitting on the sidelines when it comes to uh, this war in Gaza is primarily because of money. A lot of people may not know, but there is a new coalition, all right, a new coalition of countries, and they're called the BRICS, all right? So the BRICS stands for Brazil, that's the B, Russia, that's the R, I is India, C is China, S is South Africa. It's called the BRICS. Now the BRICS, or the BRIC nations, are coming together to form a coalition, kind of like NATO, right? So with the BRICS, they're actually going to have a currency called the BRICS currency, and that currency is going to be backed by gold. Now, Iran is also going to be part of the BRICS, 
Okay. And Iran understands if there's a hiccup and this war expands in the Middle East, there is no BRICS. That's done. Oh, uh, look, 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 I'm sorry. It looks like we have a caller. Uh, Barry. Hello, Barry. Hey, hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Sorry to, sorry, sorry to interrupt your thoughts, because those thoughts are relevant, what you're saying there, and I think there's definitely truth in it. But um, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, I, I don't know where you were going with that exactly, because I didn't hear after I called, but um, it's pretty obvious, as we learned, well, we didn't learn, but as we know from Iraq and Afghanistan, you can't eradicate terrorism militarily. You can't do it. You know, it'll just pop up somewhere else, or you'll just scope it with your own terrorism. I so, agree. you know, it's, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'm sure that that'd be pretty obvious. I'm sure from what you're t- saying, but you know, Israel can never really weed them out, and they'll just kill hundreds of thousands of people doing it, and then of course the tide will turn against them, which it already is a bit um, with their reaction. So the problem we have, and of course you probably know this, but I don't know how to get around it, is the real answer. Obviously, would be to end the occupation would be to stop the illegal settlements and to use some of the funding that we send for the military instead for infrastructure in Gaza and the West Bank. But I don't know how that would ever politically happen. I mean, I guess that's an obvious solution now that I say it, but I'm not sure, you know, certainly Biden isn't going to do it, and I don't know who would ever have the political will to do that, you know. Well, I I, I agree with you, Barry, but let me ask you a question. And let's, let's pretend that you are the president of America and I'm an advisor. I walk into your office and I say, hey, Barry, I understand that, you know, that's your strategy, two-state solution. But uh, with a two-state solution, how do we navigate through bricks? Okay, how do we navigate through bricks? I I, I was getting at it earlier. So bricks stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And the coalition is growing. And when you take a look at the different uh, countries that want to become part of BRICS, Palestine is on that list. So if Palestine is completely free, okay, and they're part of the BRICS, does that hurt our national security? Does it hurt Israel's national security? No, I think our national security is hurt. And I think the reason they're going so aggressively to form BRICS is largely for our behavior, actually, on the international stage. We are the main threat to peace around the country, actually. We are the ones who killed 3.5 million Muslims in the past 20-some years. We are the ones who invade countries willy-nilly without any reason at all, any justification, any provocation. So, And we have the largest military by far. So I think we are seen as the threat, and BRICS is the answer to these countries who are kind of outcast, you know, from us, some of them, you know, economically, some of them geopolitically, and they say, look, we got to do something because the United States is a threat to our survival, our very existence. And I would understand why they see us that way. Um, you know, Joe Biden goes and talks to, to President Z and then, then Xi and then comes out and says he's a dictator of a communist country. You know, I mean, so, I saw so that. we don't have, we, we, we're very aggressive. And I think that if we start to show the world that, hey, you know, we understand We've learned from our mistakes. Let's start helping some people who we have joined in harming and starving and blockading and all this and ignored. Maybe if they see that we actually have some slight humanitarian, moral, spiritual streak in our, in our behavior and politics, maybe that will actually make say, hey, if they have an economic you know, coalition, that's fine. Everybody wants an economic coalition. We have ours. They have theirs. I don't think it will be a threat to us, and we can stop looking at it so competitively as well if we're doing well with our you know, our allies, and they're doing it with their allies, and we don't have to, you know, be invading countries and bombing everybody willy-nilly. But at what point uh, do we uh, view the BRICS and the BRICS nations as a threat? Because you have to remember, when you look at the list of countries that are looking to be part of BRICS, they will control majority of the world's resources, majority of the oil, majority of the cobalt, copper, uranium, lithium, what happens if they say, you know what, we don't want to conduct business with America? What do we do? 
That's where the national security would, issue comes in. Well, we're already on the way to that, and we're already escalating towards nuclear confrontation with three different countries because of our economic paranoia and insecurity. Most people in the United States do not share those concerns at all because some of those concerns, I do believe, are largely fabricated because we are so so propagandized into this economic competition with China and all this sort of stuff. We sort of started it in a lot of, in a, in a lot of ways. We're going to have to end it. Or we're going to have to finish it. Otherwise, we're just escalating towards nuclear confrontation over trade, you know, like the you know, TPP kind of stuff and all these trade deals and all this, and thinking that all of a sudden all these countries are going to stop supplying things to us because we're not powerful and we're not threatening them. That's not a way to get people on your side. I think we're finding that out. And karma is you know what, and that's what this is showing me. Karma is you know, we're we're getting we're getting blowback for all the stuff that we've done, and you can't keep doing it and not expect to get it. So I'm not so worried about the economic stuff as you are with bricks. I mean, these things can also be worked out through cooperation and through you know humanitarian cause and not through forcing people and pushing people to fear you. I think we've done enough, and I think we're seeing that around the world as we destabilize the world. Unfortunately, and that's very sad to me. But I appreciate what you're saying. There's a point there, and it's, it's a rational point, but I think we're going to have to really rethink our priorities if we're not going to end up in some sort of World War III situation, which we're getting dangerously close to. But I thank you for giving me time to say all this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Barry. Uh, that's what this show is all about. I mean, this show is for the people. Uh, you know, a lot of times you listen to the radio and there's spin on both sides. Uh, we're here just to talk facts uh, because facts do matter. <laughs> and uh, well, I appreciate that you yeah. too. I appreciate that you do. I want to yeah. say that because I've been hung up on this station so many times by so many hosts for saying the same thing that I said to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't think is so so toxic or controversial at all. I mean, it's, it is true that we do that, and it is true you might have to rethink things. But what you're saying is also a, a, a genuine concern, an authentic concern. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a complicated issue. You know, you know, there's so many moving parts to what's going on in Gaza. Uh, There's so many moving parts to what is going on in uh, Ukraine. There's a lot of moving parts of what's going on here in America uh, when you look at the situation uh, with high inflation. uh, There's so much discord. You have so much division uh, between right and left, uh, wealthy and poor. Uh, something has to uh, come to a head, and I, I think you made a lot of good, valid points. Well, I just listened to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, who I think were some of the smartest people in our history, and I think our militarism is eventually going to bring us down. It does Militarism does result in civil unrest and wealth and inequality. That's what we're suffering from, and until that stops, I, I, I don't know how we're going to stop that, but I think we're in big trouble. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we're in big trouble, too. Uh, but, hey, Barry, I really appreciate you. And uh, you had some really, really good points. Uh, keep voicing your concerns and uh, making this world a better place. Thanks. I'll listen to your show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you know uh, that was a uh, person that called in that's concerned. Uh, you can obviously tell that they are informed of the issues. Uh, most people that listen to this show, they understand the issues. Uh, we may not always agree on all of the issues, but the fact of the matter is something has to change. Something has to change, right? We're having innocent people lose their lives. And for what? Who benefits but the beast of war? Uh, With that being said, uh, we got to take a quick break, and I will be back shortly. Frustrated with those shaving-related razor bumps? It's time to discover the magic of Blasure Serum Skin Care. Made with the power of Manuka honey and tea tree oil. Blasure Serum is the answer. Great for razor bumps on your face and an essential for women. Clearing bikini line razor bumps. A swift, miraculous solution that not only works wonders, but also smells great. Thanks to the natural wonders of Manuka honey and tea tree oil. But here's the best part. Use promo code WCPT when you order and you'll get a whopping 50% off. Blasure Serum is spelled 
B-L-E-S-S-U-R-E-S-E-R-U-M. Buy this Razor Bump Serum today at www.blashurserum.com. Smoother shaving, confident you. I'm back. All right, so... This is producer. You like that, huh? I'm back. You like that. All right. So, yeah, we were talking about the bricks. And uh, I know for some people listening, uh, they may say, man, this is, this is complicated. I mean, this is crazy. You know, this guy's talking about the bricks and how the bricks is uh, influencing what's going on in Gaza. It's like, where is he going with all this? It's not that complicated. If uh, you just take a couple seconds, uh, do your own research. You know, you can go to Google and Google BRICS nations. And then get a little bit more creative and then you Google what will BRICS do that might affect the U.S. economy. And there's going to be all type of reports that pop up. That's a great thing with the Internet. Everybody uh, can basically get college educated for free off the internet, but you got to use it. And everything on the internet may not be true. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of garbage on the internet, but uh, there are some pretty good articles uh, on the bricks and uh, the pros and cons to the bricks. Right, uh, Russia would benefit greatly. From the BRICS. Here at home in America, we we don't want that. Or I shouldn't say we. Some people at the highest levels of government, they don't want it. For various reasons. Uh, China would benefit from the BRICS. Once again, some people in high government, they don't want that to happen. Because in essence, the BRICS would allow some countries that we may not agree with, right? We may not agree with what China's doing. We may not agree with what uh, Russia's doing, what Iran's doing. So when we don't agree with some of these countries, we'll just hit them with a sanction. Okay? We'll hit you guys with a sanction. And people at home listening or people driving are probably thinking to themselves, how is it possible that America can just sanction a country? I mean, we can basically sanction any country on planet Earth. And people are wondering, well, how is that possible? How is it possible that we can tell other countries what they can and cannot do. The way it's possible is because of the U.S. dollar. Okay? Trade, majority of trade on planet Earth is traded through U.S. dollars. You want to buy crude oil? Your crude oil is going to be or has to be purchased in most circumstances in U.S. dollar or dollars. So if you have to use the U.S. dollar for trade, I'll just cut your trade off. I'll just sanction you. But the issue comes up, if these countries form their own currency, the BRICS, how do I, how do I sanction you? You want to buy crude oil or sell your crude oil? You don't have to sell it in U.S. dollars. You can sell it in a BRICS currency. So my sanction has no teeth. All right? That's one. And then number two, on a national security issue, uh, our money currently is not backed by anything. Our money is backed by the faith of the U.S. government. It's backed by America being stable. And primarily it's backed by our military. Nobody's going to mess with us. We've got the baddest military on earth. So they say. 
So uh, when you think about it, the U.S. dollar is not backed by gold. So when I, when I say it's not backed by anything, I'm saying that the U.S. dollar is not backed by gold. Right. So if it's not backed by gold, it's only backed by the faith of the U.S. government. And it's backed because we have a very stable country and it's a safe country. What happens if the BRICS currency is actually backed by gold? The BRICS currency is backed by silver. What happens? As an investor, are you going to want to keep buying U.S. dollars that's not backed by gold? Or would you want to start buying the BRICS currency that is backed by gold? All right. Now you're starting to see the picture. So for the West, uh, we're not too happy with uh, China, Russia, Brazil, India, and all these other countries wanting to become part of the BRICS because that, that's going to hurt our economy. In return, it's going to hurt our standard of living on the world stage and it's going to hurt our influence. And everything is about influence, right? Influence is the name of the game. The narrative is the name of the game. You know, when speaking of influence and narratives, uh, Elon Musk is back in the news. A lot of companies, Apple, IBM, uh, Disney, they're no longer advertising on Twitter, or X, as they call it now, because of some of the uh, hateful things that Elon Musk has said. And Twitter, or X, is a very, very powerful platform because it can shape society. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, this was years ago, uh, around 2008, 2009, when you had the Arab Spring, that all started because of Twitter. I mean, it only takes one or two people going on Twitter, and you can start an uprise. All right? Uh, Twitter uh, was primarily responsible for the mini bank crash that we had, uh, you know, about six months ago. You only need one or two people with a little influence on Twitter, or X as they call it, to tweet something, and it spreads like wildfire, and it's a chain action event. That's how powerful Twitter is. So if you look at the narrative, is the narrative changing on the war in Gaza? Is the narrative changing on the war in Ukraine? And is the narrative changing here at home about the economy getting better or getting worse. I don't know. I mean, uh, but what I will tell you is that something has to change to where we start to embrace peace because at this point we could be headed to a global disaster on many levels, many levels. But uh, once again, call in, uh, I think we we'll have time for some callers, but but call in uh, 773-763-9278. Once again, 773-763-9278. Now the economy, uh, it's still in the toilet. My opinion, the economy is still in the toilet. Uh, too many people are hurting and it's, it seems as though it's getting worse and worse by the moment. Uh, just, I would say what, 48 hours ago, Citigroup, they just announced that they're going to lay off thousands and thousands of people. All right. Citigroup is a very, very, very large bank, very large bank. And they just say, things aren't great. 
we're going to start laying people off. All right. Uh, just the other day, Walmart, they just had their earnings report. Numbers were pretty solid. Walmart has been doing good. That stock has been doing pretty well. And uh, their numbers showed that they are doing well. But after Walmart started to talk about what's really going on underneath the hood, Walmart stock started to drop. Started to start crashing because Walmart is predicting in the future, next quarter, that things may not be so bright because of the economy. So their stock started to go down. That's one indication, you know, and as an investor, I, I do a lot of I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of research um, before Walmart uh, released their earnings report. One thing that I do as an investor, especially when it comes to uh, big retailers like Walmart, Target, I actually go on Google Earth and I'll zoom in. I'll look at parking lots across the country, right? I'll zoom in. Let's see how busy this Walmart is in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. How many cars are in a parking lot? Because if there's no cars in that parking lot, I know they're not making sales. And I'll do that with every big retailer that I'm looking to invest in. I'll just look at the parking lots throughout the country. I'll just go on Google Earth and I'll say, you know, Costco, uh, you know, there's not that many cars. So chances are they're not selling that much, right? Now, on the flip side, if there are a lot of cars in the parking lot, chances are they're making sales, right? Uh, those are some of the things I do and a lot of people do. A lot of investors do that. You know, because we're looking for foot traffic. But when you look at the parking lots, I mean, when you talk to people on the street and you just have conversations, everybody's seeing the same story. It's getting harder and harder and harder to make it. You know, Jamie Dimon, uh, a lot of people listening may not know who Jamie Dimon is, but Jamie Dimon is the CEO of Chase Bank. Everybody knows JP Morgan. Everybody knows Chase Bank. Chase Bank is one of the biggest banks on planet Earth. And Jamie Dimon is a CEO. Just recently, Jamie Dimon started to sell stock in his own company. He's like, I'm cashing out. And everybody on Wall Street was thinking, well, what's going on? This is the first time Jamie has ever sold stock in J.P. Morgan Chase. And the reason why CEO Jamie Dimon started selling stock in his own company is because he understands that the economy is weak. It's very weak. And uh, most people look to Jamie for guidance. You know, another one. Vince McMahon. A lot of people may not know who Vince McMahon is, but he's the founder of WWE. You know, the wrestling people, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Vince uh, is one of the greatest entrepreneurs ever. I mean, he started WWE with, I think, a million, maybe $2 million dollars. And over the past 30 years, WWE is now worth north of $8.5 billion. So, I mean, this guy actually took $1 million or $2 million, turned that $1 million or $2 million into $9 billion. I mean, that's crazy. But if you look at what Vince McMahon just did, he's... He's selling stock. He just told Wall Street that he intends to sell $700 million worth of stock in the company that he started. Now, why is that? 
Why are all these guys selling stock in their companies? What do they know that we don't know? Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, is now starting to sell stock. What do they know that we don't know? That's the question because, you know, when the Titanic hit the iceberg, the people that had the influence, the people that were on the Titanic, that had connections with the captain, they knew they were about to sink, but they didn't tell everybody else. They didn't tell everybody else. Everybody else was on the Titanic eating shrimp. I mean, what what did they eat back in those days? You know, shrimp or sardines or something. I mean, I don't know, but they were living it up. But the captain knew that ship was going to sink. The people with influence, people that had connections to the captain knew that the ship was going to sink. So what did they do? They were first in line to get on those safety boats, right? They didn't tell everybody else. They're like, the hell with those guys. We're going to save ourselves first. But what is also interesting, not only did the wealthy on that boat or that cruise ship that had connections with uh, the captain and had connections with the... uh, engineers of the Titanic, but the guys at the bottom of the boat, the people that were actually making the boat run. So on a Titanic, you had the engine room and you had hundreds of people that was just putting coal into the fire to create energy, you know, so the boat can move. And those were very, very low-paying jobs and very dangerous jobs. And most of the people that were in the engine rooms of the uh, Titanic, they were kids. I mean, a lot of them were 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, just trying to make a couple bucks. But they knew that the Titanic was going to sink because they were on the ground level. They were ground zero they knew. They saw the water coming in, right? And that, that's how it is now, people. The little guy, the little guy working two or three jobs, busting his butt, he knows that something's not right. He can feel it. The little guy knows. The little guy knows that he cannot afford gas just to get to work, to work eight hours, to get paid, to go back home and still be broke. He knows something's wrong. The wealthy, the elites that have the connections, they know something's wrong. And they're all jumping ship. The only people left are the ones that are more concerned about if Snoop Doggy Dog quit smoking marijuana only people that are not aware of what's going on are the people that are watching the Kardashians and worrying about if Taylor Swift is dating uh, who, who's the guy from the Kansas City Chiefs? He's one of the top... Uh, Kelsey. Who? Travis Kel- Kelsey. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. They're worried about if Taylor Swift and Travis... I can't even pronounce a guy's name. I'm getting so heated right now. But you know you know where I'm going at, people. I mean, we're more concerned about uh, what's going on with Hollywood, and we're not concerned about what's actually happening that's going to affect our lives. You know? Everybody knows that we're in bad shape. Everybody knows this, right? But it seems as though the middle class or the people that are preoccupied with going to work and uh, they can make a decent wage to support themselves, they got the blinders up. But surely 
people are starting to say, oh, oh, wait a second. Why am I paying, you know, $30 for a turkey this year? They told me inflation was dropping. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait a second. Why, uh, why am I paying, you know, $5 uh, for like, you know, a little, little latte mate from uh, Starbucks, wherever you get your coffee from. They're starting to wake up, right? People are not stupid, starting to wake up, you know. And I get so upset sometimes because I see people come on TV and they say inflation's dropping, you know. And then they point to uh, the price of oil. Well, oil's dropping, oil's dropping. We have inflation under control. And I get so upset because... I understand how this game is played. And I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I skate to where the puck is going, like Wayne Gretzky. A lot of people or a lot of hockey players, they skate where the puck is. I skate to where the puck's going to be. That's how I invest. Everybody's talking about oil's dropping, oil's dropping. They're wrong. People... And high finance, what keeps them up at night right now is that so many hedge funds, so many family offices, and if you don't know what a family office is, Google it. Go on Google and uh, Google family office. More family offices control more money than a lot of your pensions ever will. All right? You have family offices that are investing $1 billion, $2 billion, $3 billion. That's just one family. Then you have hedge funds that are moving $1 billion, $2 billion, $3 billion, $5 billion daily in these markets. And what keeps them up at night is oil. Because oil is going to skyrocket. I just don't understand why people would go on TV and claim that inflation is dropping. Just look at oil. All right. OPEC, they have a meeting in the next week and a half, maybe two weeks. They they have a meeting coming up. OPEC's going to cut oil production. All right. When they cut oil production... That means there's less oil for the world. Now, America, believe it or not, is the number one producer of crude oil right now. It's not Saudi Arabia. It's America. We are at capacity when it comes to crude. We're pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping. So that is artificially deflating the price of oil because we are working overtime to ensure that oil is being suppressed. Because politically, we don't want American citizens paying five and six dollars a gallon for gas. The election's coming up. Elections right around the corner. So the goal is try to keep oil down. But here's the thing, people. What's going on in the Middle East is about it, it's about to spread. I said earlier in the show that Iran, they're doing back channels with America to try to uh, stop this war from spreading because Russia and China is putting pressure on Iran not to really get involved. But here's here's the wild card. You have Turkey that they don't want to play ball. Turkey is saying, look, ceasefire now or there's going to be some trouble. Matter of fact, uh, earlier this morning, Turkey just vetoed Sweden from being part of NATO. Right? Turkey is the wild card in all this. And if this war expands, we are in trouble because this winter... As an investor, I look at a lot of stuff. I said earlier that I go on Google Earth and I look at parking lots to see if, uh, you know, retailers are busy or not because I can tell if there's a lot of cars in the parking lot. 
if they're busy. Another thing as an investor, what I do, I look at the weather, right? I'm not looking at the weather for today or for tomorrow or for next week, but I look at the weather three months into the future. You know, there's all type of computer programs that can tell you if we're going to have a cold winter, a hot summer. I look at all this data, and the data is telling me that this winter is going to be extremely cold. That means we're going to be using a lot of crude oil to heat stuff, primarily your home. Liquefied natural gas is going to go up because it's going to be a cold winter. And people are not ready for this shock. Now, the Washington Post had an article a couple days ago that Ukraine was actually involved with the sabotage of a pipeline going from Russia to Europe. That pipeline's gone. It's called Nord Stream. Got destroyed. That pipeline carried liquefied natural gas to Europe so they could stay warm in the winter. So how is Europe going to get the energy that they need to make it through the winter. They're not. They're going to have to depend on us, America, for their energy needs. That's going to drive up prices. It's going to make things a lot more expensive because when oil goes up, everything goes up. Transportation goes up. If I go to the grocery store to go buy some milk and eggs, The way the milk and eggs got to the grocery store from the farmer, from the factories via truck. That truck needs oil. Right? They can't fly it in right now. You know, Amazon's trying to do like a drone fly-in where they can, you know, drop your food at the house on a drone. But that's that's all fairy tale stuff. It's not happening. It could, but it's not happening today. We still use trucks. So I I get upset when people in the media or on TV claim that inflation is going down. It's not going down, and it's only going to get worse. The crude oil part is only one part to this situation, because if you look at what's going on in the world right now, when I talk to my people in Virginia, talk to my guys in D.C., they say, Al, you know, The one thing that scares us the most is that we're going to start to decouple from China. And you may be listening at home. What does decoupling mean? When Al says decouple, what does that mean? That means that we are no longer in a very beautiful relationship with China. Where me as an entrepreneur can go to China and buy pencils for a penny. And then bring those pencils back to America and then sell it to the school district for $5 a pencil. That's a lot of profit for me as an entrepreneur. Those days are over because China is saying, we're not going to sell you the pencil for a penny anymore. We're going to sell you the pencil for $5. Now go try to sell it back in America for 5 If you do, you lose your money, dummy. Oh, you're smart? All right, take my pencil that I'm going to charge you $5 for and go to your school district and sell it for $10. See what happens. That school district's going to go bankrupt. And you look at a lot of school districts, they're going bankrupt now. You know? But what scares people in Washington is that we might decouple where countries are not going to be friendly with each other anymore. Now, you got a lot of thorough countries that we will buy material from for pretty cheap and then bring it back here and then sell it to the American people for like 10 times what we pay for it. Those days are over. You know, a lot of these countries, they're waking up. You know, a lot of tension is being put on Gaza right now. And there should be a lot of tension because what happened uh, on October 7th to Israel was awful. Just it was awful. And what's going on with the Palestinians right now, it's awful. So, yeah, we should focus on that. But in Africa, a lot of people don't know this, but Africa, it's going through some changes. 
All right. The country of Niger, which supplies France and Europe with a lot of uranium so they can keep their power on. They're saying, no, 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 no. We're not playing ball no more, guys. Before, you guys used to buy uranium for pennies and then sell it on the open market for hundreds of dollars. Those days are over. So you have countries like Niger that are saying, if you want to buy our uranium, you want to buy our lithium, you want to buy our silver, you have to pay us fair market value. So when that happens, people, everything goes up here in America. Everything goes up. Okay? So when they talk about inflation dropping, I get so upset sometimes because I just want to say, stop lying to the people. At least give them some time to prepare. It's like we're on a Titanic. Give me time to prepare. Okay, we hit, we hit the iceberg. I get that. But give me time to prepare so I can get on the safety boat like the wealthy. Give me time. So I guess with this show, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to give people some time and tell them what's going on so they can start to prepare. But uh, I can talk and talk and talk. But unfortunately, I'm out of time. So I want to do a quick prayer for all the people listening. God, I pray that you can give me the strength, give the people the strength that are listening, the opportunity to prepare, to take care of themselves, the strength to be able to face what they need to face and come out of the battle unharmed. I pray that we embrace peace and love. I pray that we have strength. God, I know you are listening. And I know you will send angels to protect humanity. God, you are awesome. You are great. And I have one last thing that I want to get off my chest. Give me the strength and the faith to keep on pushing and telling people the truth so they can become prosperous. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. And remember to give because when you give, you shall receive. When you give, you shall receive. God bless everybody. I love you. See you next week.